Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Let go of the expectation that you have to do it all on your own and start having the expectation of getting help. Welcome to the Corner Cast, brought to you by Kelsey's Corner, a safe place for unscripted moms. My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I help moms find confidence and purpose outside of motherhood. On the Corner Cast, you will hear real stories about the struggles of mom life hilarious things my toddlers do, and hacks to help your life easier so you can enjoy it more. I'll cover hard topics and pull back layers you might miss while comforting you with lots of laughs along the way. I see you. I hear you. I am with you. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number... Five of the corner cast. So before we get started, I want to remind you that I do not filter my words before I say them. And so if you are around children or anybody else who's easily offended, put some headphones on. All right. So today we are talking about beating overwhelm. Okay. This word overwhelm is one of the words I hear so often when I'm talking to clients or talking to anybody, really. It's something that we all feel. It's something that we've, you know, all been through, been inside of. Um, And it's very uncomfortable. And it's very frustrating when you are in the position to where You just feel stuck there to where there's so many things contributing that you don't even know where to start. And so I want to talk about just how we can manage our stress better and prevent being in that place of overwhelm so frequently. Or when we're there, because we will be, what we can do to help us. So when... Brooklyn was born and I had both kids and the business, my business, there was very often overwhelm, mostly because if you have children and if you have two children, the transition from one to two was difficult for us, primarily because of a lot of changes with Cameron Uh, I think his age and us putting him in school and some of the behaviors that he had, it was a lot. And (laughs) I think that that's something that I hear from a lot of people too, is just the word, like, it's a lot. We have to do a lot. Just the feeling of never getting a break 
it's just like you're living in Groundhog's Day. It's like you go to sleep and then you wake up and you're just running from one place to another, one appointment, going to work, taking care of kids, doing all these things, and you get to the end of the day and realize that now it's time to go to sleep and tomorrow you get to wake up and do it all again. And that is not a good feeling. I have felt this many times, obviously with the many things that I have on my own plate. And every single time I get to this place, I have to sit down and kind of question how am I contributing to where I am right now? And what I mean by that is we all know how big I am on asking for help, but a lot of times it is simply that to where I'm so overwhelmed and I'm doing so much and I'm frustrated and I feel like I'm living on that hamster wheel, just spinning from day to day. And I recognize that I'm not asking for the help that I need, or I'm not asking for the break that I need. And that's why I feel like every single topic that I talk about and that Mindy and I used to talk about on the Bravehearted podcast as well, it always comes back to asking for help. We're not meant to do things ourselves and We are the worst as moms about this because we expect, oh, well, I had the baby, so everything having to do with the baby is me. And last time I checked, in most cases, it takes two people to make a baby. So your partner should be committed to helping as well. And if they aren't, that's a conversation that you have to have. So that is one thing that I've been very fortunate with and that Eric has always been really willing to help. And even if it wasn't in the way that I wanted it, (laughs) he has never said no when I asked for help. And so I think that make sure that you aren't assuming that your partner's too tired or too busy to help you have the conversation and ask for help because when we are overwhelmed and when we're in that position of feeling like we can't do anything because we're so stuck and buried under so many things, expecting yourself to just climb out of that on your own and pull all the pieces together is an unrealistic expectation. You need help. We all need help. We don't do anything by ourselves. And there's no shame. It doesn't make you better just because you do something on your own. Yes, we absolutely have pride in our work and the things that we do and the things that we accomplish. But even the things that we accomplish on our own, if we're really evaluating how things work, nothing is done solely by ourselves. Somebody had to make the stove that you cooked that meal on. Yes, you made the meal, but somebody else had to help in order for you to make that meal. Let go of the expectation that you have to do it all on your own and start having the expectation of getting help. 
there were so many moments for me where, again, I would find myself in that place. And then it comes back to the question of what did I do to contribute to me getting to this place? Because when we're frustrated, it's easy to be frustrated with other people, but it really sucks to be frustrated with yourself. And that's why so many of us don't ask ourselves questions. We don't look deeper into what could possibly, what is the root issue here? Where is this actually coming from? Because a lot of times the answer to that is one that we don't necessarily like. It means that we're going to have to take action of some sort. It means that we're going to have to ask for help. It means we're going to have to have a hard conversation. And those are things that aren't easy. So if we keep hitting the easy button, we're just going to end up back in that state of overwhelm. And so when I would ask myself that question, feeling like I was buried, it, it always came back to there was something that I could do better. There was something that was like, all right, let's get up and let's figure out who can help me and how can I ask for more help? How can I manage my time better? Where is my frustration actually coming from? So I really encourage you to do that is if you're in that place, if you're buried, if you're stuck, if you feel like you're on the hamster wheel, sit down and either journal or have a conversation with yourself in which you ask how your own actions are contributing to that overwhelm. Because we can easily say, well, I have work. I have kids, I have kids' activities, I got to do the laundry, I got to cook. Okay, but you're choosing those things. So what can you take off your plate? What can you ask for help with? What can you remove? When we continue to put ourselves in positions where we don't get a break, by continuing to push ourselves to the side, or all of the things for us are put on the back burner, you end up not only overwhelmed, but resentful and frustrated. And it's hard to recognize that the situations that we're in, that we put ourselves there, but it's empowering in any situation to recognize there's something you can do about it. And that's what this is. If we want to beat overwhelm, if we want to stop ending up in the same position over and over again to where we feel buried and we feel stuck, we have to learn to be honest with ourselves about what is getting us to that place and what can we do about it. So there's a few things that I've discussed within this conversation, but I want to kind of Go through again and just tell you guys, when you are in this place, the first thing that you have to do is you have to ask for help. In anything that we discuss here or that I talk about, there's always going to be two parts to everything. There's a physical action piece and there's the underlying work. And this is what I talk about in my coaching 
I can tell you, hey, here's the answer. Here's the solution to your problem. Go do A, B, and C, right? I can sit here today and tell you, if you're overwhelmed and if you're stuck, then you need to figure out what you can take off your plate, who you can ask for help, how you got to that place, and how you can prevent it from happening again. Those are all wonderful steps you can take. That's action you can put into place right now. But physical action and consistent and sustainable action requires underlying work. And what underlying work looks like in the situation of overwhelm is when you ask that question of why am I ending up here over and over again? And you get the answer of because of something I'm doing, then you question that and you ask yourself, why do I not feel worthy enough of asking for help? Why am I not confident enough to have that hard conversation? Because everything stems from something, y'all. That's the truth. Overwhelm isn't just overwhelm overnight. Overwhelm is built up over days, weeks, months, years. And there was red flags along the way that you ignored on the way to overwhelm that are worth looking at because you're worth looking at. And so you have to remind yourself in all of this what you are worthy of. And if you know and if you believe that you deserve help and that you don't deserve to feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and stuck, then you're more likely to take action. But if you don't believe that you're worth taking those steps for, this is all going to go in one ear and out the other. And so I really encourage you to take a deeper look if you're ending up in that situation over and over again on how you actually feel about yourself and what you feel you deserve. So I have a couple of options that I think you guys would really benefit from. And this is going along with just asking for help and evaluating what you can do when you get to the point of overwhelm. The first is just looking at your time. And I have two options for that. I have a time management toolkit. It's a step-by-step guide on how to lay out your schedule. And then I also have a time management course that is not only a step-by-step guide on how to lay out your schedule, but it goes much, much deeper into how to manage your time more efficiently, as well as how to be more productive with your time. And there are hacks in that course, and it's just a little mini course. The whole course is less than 45 minutes, so it's something that you can easily fit into a few days. And it's worth it because if you can manage your time better and if you can make time for yourself, requiring that you understand that you deserve time for yourself, then you're less likely to get to that place of overwhelm. Because this 
any sort of time management in both these tools that I'm giving you, which will be in the notes for the show, both these tools that I'm offering you are surface level fixes that if you want to be consistent with them, require the underlying work. You have to believe that you are worth making the change for. You have to believe that you're worth going to that break that you scheduled in your schedule for yourself. If you don't do that, it doesn't really matter what you schedule. And I think that kind of on that same topic, I just opened enrollment for the Corner Collective. So the Corner Collective was formerly the Brave Hearted Collective. And it is my group coaching. So I offer one-on-one coaching and I offer now group coaching. So my group coaching is only going to open three times a year. So it's, you know, there's limited spots and limited opportunity. But it's necessary when we are in a place to where, again, you're riding this hamster wheel. You feel like you never stop running to where you are stuck kind of in your day-to-day living and you can't seem to get a handle on how to step forward or feel better or feel more fulfilled. And you're just living your life based on taking care of everybody else. So in the collective, we talk about the exact combination that I was saying. It is the underlying work along with physical action. So it's 10 weeks and it's 10 meetings and it's phenomenal. And watching the women grow last time we did this was, I was emotional (laughs) when it was over because I wanted to like live in their houses forever and just watch them grow. (laughs) Luckily, I still have contact with most of them very frequently. So that makes my heart happy. But when we're stuck, we have this expectation that we are, we just need to get unstuck, right? Like stop doing that. (laughs) And then we become frustrated when we don't stop doing it. So then we're inconsistent, we're beating ourselves up. But the truth is, is, It really is this simple. If you don't have the skills to make the change you're wanting to make, you're not going to make the change. And that's basically why I do what I do is to offer you the tools in which you can make the change. So in the collective, we talk about doing some of that underlying work, recognizing who you are, realizing how much value that you bring. And then going into, you know, actions we can take. So there's 10 different topics and each topic we dive into a bit of that physical action and a bit of the underlying work for you. So if you are in the position to where you are consistently overwhelmed and you're struggling with what to do next and how to, how to get out of this. Stop expecting yourself to just wake up and have the skills and instead look for an opportunity to get these skills. So I have at the time of this airing, hopefully I still have spots open, (laughs) but that link to the collective 
will be in the show notes as well. So you can apply. And if it's already full, you can get on the wait list. And you can also message me if you have more questions about it. If you are interested in in one-on-one coaching, you want something that's just you and I to where we can dive in deep together and work through. But when I talk about asking for help, help comes in all forms. And I have devoted my life to provide guidance for people who are in a place or a similar place to where I once was. And I know what it's like to feel buried and you don't deserve to stay there. And I want everybody to recognize that it's not a place that you have to stay, but if you want to get out, you have to get some guidance on how to get out. Feeling hopeless and unmotivated as a mom is one of the hardest feelings. I want you to know that no matter where you are in your journey, there's always help. Therapy changed my life. And if you've thought about taking the step to prioritize your mental health, you will always find options to help you right here. If you're interested in getting a therapist to work one-on-one with, you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted and get a discount on your first month today. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that today you can evaluate where you are and figure out where your overwhelm is coming from and what you have control over changing within that overwhelm. And as always, you can message me. I'm always open to conversations and seeing how I can help. And on another note, I just want to share a story with you guys that was very special to me. So last night, Cameron started his first day at jujitsu. So my husband, Eric, does jujitsu. He has his blue belt right now. So he's been doing it for a while. And so, of course, Cameron wants to do what daddy does. And so we found a school that starts at four. And he went last night. And when we went in, he was clinging to me and started to get tears in his eyes. And he said, Mommy, I'm scared. And I said, It's okay to be scared. And then I said, What are you scared of? And he was like, I'm just scared. And so I told him, This is something new and it is scary. But mommy and daddy are both going to be here. We're not going to drop you off. We're going to watch you. And he was like, Okay. And so he was just looked up at me and he was like, But I'm really scared. And I just said, But it's okay to be scared. And so I really just focused on validating his feelings. And the professor came over and said, Hey, buddy, you want to try to jujitsu tonight? And he was like, Yeah. And he walked off onto the mat with a professor. So I share this story with you because it's okay to be scared. It's okay to not know what something looks like on the other side and to be in a position to say, if I change or if I make a different choice here, I don't know what that looks like. But if you give yourself the opportunity to just put yourself in it, then you'll see what you're capable of. And so with Cameron, 
he did the class. He wrapped up the class and then we left. And he, he said, daddy, now I have to get my gi. So the gi is the, the uniform. I don't know the correct word for it um, that they wear. And so obviously he wants to go back. So sometimes you just have to understand that it's okay to be scared. That just because you're scared doesn't mean it's the wrong place. Sometimes we're scared because just simply because it's new. So I hope that you can release some of your overwhelm today. I hope that if you're scared to make a change, you know it's okay to be scared. I hope you can ask for help. And if I'm the help that you need, you know where to find me. So remember always that I see you, I hear you, and I'm with you. And I'll talk to you guys next week. So one of the most common questions I get is about self-care and specifically within that about creating routine. And so I want to give you guys one of my favorite products that I use in my morning and night routine. Whenever you're creating a morning or a night routine, it can sometimes feel like work. And so my best tip for creating some sort of routine is always going to be starting with something small. And that's how I started using Tula skincare and it fell so easily into a routine. Because honestly, you can simply start with washing your face and using a moisturizer. It doesn't have to be some big, fancy, long process. But what I did notice is, number one, my skin got better. Number two, I started to feel better. Just having that added to my routine, it's just a really small piece of self-care. And honestly, morning and night, I spend less than five minutes doing it. So if you've ever looked at Tula, I love Tula for a lot of reasons. And honestly, I use all of their products. But if you want to try Tula, hop on there and start your hashtag self-care routine without it taking any significant amount of time in your day. But it really does make a difference. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.